Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, inventor of my pillow, here to tell you about my Giza Dream bed sheets. I made sure that they would be everything you'd ever want in a sheet set. I started with the world's finest cotton called Giza. It's only grown in a region where the Sahara Desert, the Nile River, and the Mediterranean Sea all meet. The long staple cotton makes my Giza Dream sheets ultra soft and durable. They come with extra wide pillowcases to fit over any pillow and extra deep pockets to fit over any mattress. Not only that, they come with my 60-day money-back guarantee and a 10-year warranty. And now you can get the best sheets ever for the best price ever. When you buy one of my Giza Dream bed sheet sets, you'll get another one absolutely free. I personally guarantee that they'll be the most comfortable sheets you'll ever own. Go to MyPillow.com and click on the radio listener specials for the buy one Get one free offer on Giza Sheets. All you got to do, Renegade Nation, is enter the promo code RENEGADE or call 1-800-889-6817 for these great specials. That's 1-800-889-6817. Use the promo code RENEGADE. This is Renegade Talk Radio. Renegade Talk Radio. On this day in history, September 8th, 2022 will go down in history as a day the world lost Queen Elizabeth II, the longest reigning British monarch in history. This is your host, Laura Marie, and Talk on the Street is the death and the life of Queen Elizabeth II and other hot topics. But first, in honor and tribute to Queen Elizabeth II, who led a remarkable life. I mean, when you think about her reign, from February of 1952 is when she became queen upon her father, Charles VI, when he passed away. And her coronation was in June the following year. And she has been on that throne for 70 years. That's longer than most of us have even been alive, <laughs> making her the longest reigning monarch in UK history and not just the UK, but the longest reigning monarch in the history of the world, making her son, Charles, the new monarch, King Charles III. I'd like to take a moment to play a short clip of her back in 1957 in Jamestown, Virginia. It was her first official visit to America. The fundamental concepts which have inspired both the United States and the nations of the Commonwealth are the same. As between individuals, freedom, honest dealing, tolerance and justice under the rule of law. As between independent nations, free and sincere cooperation in the search for a just and lasting peace for mankind. Let us pursue these ideals with faith so that 350 years from now, our descendants will be as proud of us as we are of our forefathers. A young Queen Elizabeth in 1957 on her first trip across the Atlantic and the first British monarch to step foot in the same United States that we bloody war to escape the crown's clutches over 200 years ago. 
We have received a statement from King Charles himself over the Queen's passing, and I quote, The death of my beloved mother, Her Majesty the Queen, is a moment of the greatest sadness for me and all members of my family. We mourn profoundly the passing of a cherished sovereign and the passing of a much-loved mother. I know her loss will be deeply felt throughout the country, the realms, and the commonwealth, and by countless people across the world. And during this period of mourn and change, my family and I were comforted and sustained by the knowledge, respect, and deep affection, which the Queen was widely ailed. Many prayers to the Queen, her life, and her family during this very difficult time. The Queen, she just sworn in her 15th British Prime Minister. She put out a statement today, and this is what she said. It was the rock on which modern Britain was built. Our country has grown and flourished under her reign. Britain is the great country it is today because of her. She ascended the throne just after the Second World War. She championed the development of the Commonwealth from a small group of seven countries to a family of 56 nations spanning every continent of the world. We are now a modern, thriving, dynamic nation. Through thick and thin, Queen Elizabeth II provided us with the stability and the strength that we needed. She was the very spirit of Great Britain and that spirit will endure. She has been our longest ever reigning monarch. It's an extraordinary achievement to have presided with such dignity and grace for 70 years. Her, la- her life of service stretched beyond most of our living memories. In return, she was loved and admired by the people in the United Kingdom and all around the world. She has been a personal inspiration to me and to many Britons. Her devotion to duty is an example to us all. Earlier this week, at 96, she remained determined to carry out her duties as she appointed me as her 15th Prime Minister. Throughout her life, she's visited more than 100 countries and she has touched the lives of millions around the world. In the difficult days ahead, we will come together with our friends across the United Kingdom, the Commonwealth and the world to celebrate her extraordinary lifetime of service. It is a day of great loss, but Queen Elizabeth II leaves a great legacy. Today the crown passes, as it has done for more than a thousand years, to our new monarch, our new head of state, His Majesty King Charles III. With the King's family, we mourn the loss of his mother. And as we mourn, we must come together as a people to support him, to help him bear the awesome responsibility that he now carries for us all. We offer him our loyalty and devotion, just as his mother devoted so much to so many for so long. And with the passing of the second Elizabethan age, We usher in a new era in the magnificent history of our great country, exactly as Her Majesty would have wished, by saying the words, God save the King.
That was British Prime Minister, as of Tuesday, Liz Truss. Though many of us are going to be hearing all kinds of different stories and clips. So I thought I would share with you another short clip from Neil Sean. He's the UK media correspondent. This is his version of what he had to say about the royal family and some of the recent challenges and hopefully some healing. Uh, even Prince Charles, you know, Camilla, whatever, anything can be repeated back. And unfortunately, um, what I would say, it, you know, it's very sad in a sense that, as we've seen, there are so many mistruths uh, that have been put out there that really, you know, um, if you're in William's shoes and one day in the fullness of time will become king, he can't risk any of that, you know. Here is a man with a, de- a destiny that he knows. And um, sadly for his younger brother, who seems to got in in a soap opera. Sadly for him, it seems that he can't trust him right now. Let's hope, as I say, this terrible uh, tragedy, where we, we, you know, uh, think about the Queen with greatness, maybe this could be something that could rebond the family, the whole of the family. So as we digest the news of Queen Elizabeth II's passing today, I'd like to share a testament to the Queen, who is known as a force of nature. And such a person to look up to in so many countries around the world. I have a clip that I'd like to share with you by Martha McCallum, who has prepared a wonderful look back into the Queen's life. Check it out. Queen Elizabeth II was born into the Royal Windsor family on April 21, 1926. At birth, as the oldest daughter of the Duke and Duchess of York and niece to the King, no one expected that little Elizabeth Alexandra Mary would one day be the longest serving and one of the most respected rulers of Great Britain. But a love story would transform her quiet country childhood into an altogether different destiny. When Elizabeth's uncle, Prince Edward, abdicated as king to marry the American divorcee, Wallace Simpson. Elizabeth's father reluctantly took the throne, becoming King George VI in 1936, making his oldest and then 10-year-old daughter Elizabeth his heir to the throne. At age 14, the homeschooled princess began to take on some royal duties. Her family was an outward expression of strength and resilience as England was battered by the Blitz in World War II. In 1945, at age 18, the young princess trained as a driver and mechanic in the Women's Auxiliary Service. She and her sister Margaret later joined those celebrating VE Day on the streets of London. Like thousands of others, she also had a sweetheart in the armed forces, her third cousin, Prince Philip of Greece. They were engaged to be married shortly after the princess's 21st birthday. The royal wedding held November of 1947 in London's Westminster Abbey. It brightened the gloom of those post-war years. The following year, the couple's first child, Charles, the Prince of Wales, was born. He was then followed by Princess Anne in 1950, Andrew in 1959, and Edward in 1963. But in 1952, while in Kenya with Prince Philip, Elizabeth learned the tragic news that her beloved father, the king, had died. In an instant, the 25-year-old became the queen of England. At my coronation, I shall dedicate myself anew to your service. Elizabeth was to rule in a new era, 
A coronation in all its splendor was the first to be broadcast on television as millions around the globe watched the transformation as it happened. In 1957, Queen Elizabeth met President Eisenhower. She would go on to meet every U.S. president during her reign, except Lyndon Johnson. She often spoke of the strong and vital bond between America and the U.K. But with the 1990s came turbulent times for the royal family as the marriages of three of the Queen's children fell apart, all under the scrutiny of relentless TV coverage and tabloid headlines. Then, in 1997, Diana, Princess of Wales and mother to the princes William and Harry, was killed in a car crash in France as she was hounded by the paparazzi. At the time, the Queen was criticized for her reserved response and persuaded to make an unprecedented live broadcast. So what I say to you now, as your Queen and as a grandmother, I say from my heart. First, I want to pay tribute to Diana myself. She was an exceptional and gifted human being. Over time, the monarchy's reputation rebounded. In April of 2011, the Queen attended Prince William's wedding to Kate Middleton, as some two billion people around the world watched the ceremony. She also made a historic visit to the Republic of Ireland, the first British monarch to do so in almost a century, a step toward healing a long and painful divide. The following year, the country turned out in force to celebrate Queen Elizabeth's 60-year reign, a diamond jubilee celebration spanning four days. Thousands lined the banks of the Thames as a flotilla of a thousand boats led by the Queen made its way down the river. The worst of British weather tried but failed to dampen the mood. And the then 86-year-old Queen and 90-year-old Prince Philip stood side by side for the four-hour ceremony. Queen Elizabeth ended the celebrations by thanking the nation for honoring her. I will continue to treasure and draw inspiration from the countless kindnesses shown to me in this country and throughout the Commonwealth. Thank you all. In 2013, the Queen welcomed her third great-grandchild, the much-anticipated Prince George, son of William and Kate. Now, all these years later, another George is now second in line to the British throne. His younger sister, Princess Charlotte, is third. She was born in 2015, and later that year, Queen Elizabeth became Britain's longest reigning monarch, overtaking her great-great-grandmother, Queen Victoria. In 2016, the Queen celebrated her 90th birthday. That was a four-day event, honoring the Queen's deep involvement with the armed forces and giving the nation a chance to celebrate her life. 2018, the Queen watched on as grandson Prince Harry married the American actress Meghan Markle in a ceremony that brought glamour and Hollywood royalty to the House of Windsor and led them firmly into the 21st century. But about a year later, Harry and Meghan would famously decide to leave the royal family, move to America, and give a tell-all interview to Oprah Winfrey, which caused deep divisions within the family. In 2021, the Queen's beloved husband, Prince Philip, died at the age of 99. The nation mourned with the Queen, but COVID restrictions kept the funeral small. The image of the Queen sitting masked and alone in the church became the image of a country both in mourning and in lockdown. But as she had so many times before, the Queen persevered. 
From an early age, Queen Elizabeth was one of the most recognized royals and recognized women in the world. Nearly a third of the planet lived in the Commonwealth that she ruled. She managed to combine the truly regal with a countrywoman's simple pleasures, and she embodied old-fashioned values of virtue, faith, and self-restraint, honoring to the very end the pledge she had made when she was just 21. I declare before you all that my whole life, whether it be long or short, shall be devoted to your service and to the service of our great imperial family to which we all belong. I hope all of you enjoyed it as much as I did. The extraordinary look back into the life of Queen Elizabeth II. I want to thank you all for tuning in with me today for this special edition and tribute to Queen Elizabeth II. We'll be back tomorrow with other hot topics, but I wanted to dedicate today's show to Her Majesty, Queen Elizabeth II. And if you want to reach out to me, please do. I'd love to hear from you on my website at www dot talk on the street dot net. I hope you have a great evening. God bless you. God bless America. You're listening to Talk on the Street with Laura Marie.